What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Sunny, and I'm back again with another bang of an episode of Sunny Talk. And on today's episode, we have an author, a nice woman by the name of Becca Fo. It's Fo? Fro. You know, like Fro. Afro. Like, like Fro, yeah, sorry. Yeah. My apologies. No, you're all good. <laughs> okay. So, Becca, can you let the audience know a little bit about yourself? Give them a brief overview of yourself and where they can find you. Absolutely. Well, Sunny, thank you so much for having me. I am Becca Fro with Imagine You Academy. I am an author, a coach, and most importantly, I'm a mom. Mm. Um, so after we talk today, if you want to get in touch with me, you can go to getproductive.org, getproductive.org, and I can help you to get productive whether you are in your quarter-life crisis or your midlife crisis. Mm. Nice. And uh, your program, are they, who are they usually targeted to? Is females or anybody? You know, actually, most of my clients are men. Okay. And it's funny because you wouldn't think that men necessarily want coaching. And initially, there is resistance to coaching. But once they figure out that I'm not like their wife or their boss, you know, feeling like they're out to get them, but I'm really yeah. more of a secret weapon. Mm-hmm. And once they're like, oh, you are my secret weapon, you are the reason that I got that promotion and nobody has to know. Mm. So like an affair without the sex. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's great. Well, they do have women as well. And okay. uh, those, yeah, those are primarily moms who are just, overwhelmed they're doing all the things they're not feeling supported they need somebody to really listen to them to help to keep them on track and to help to keep them accountable for their story because we all give you know bullshit and your family might take your bullshit your husband will definitely take your bullshit because he'll just hide from you (laughs) but um, you know but a uh, best friend for hire won't do that yeah and that's all available through the the coach Texan service that you provide? It is. So I can I can offer te- uh, coaching via text and we can purely just text message. Or if you're more of a voice person, we can do Voxer. So I, are you familiar with Voxer? I believe I've seen the app around. Okay, it's so cool because you can leave each other. It's like a walkie-talkie, and you just uh, leave each other voice messages. So if you're having a freak-out moment, you're getting ready to go into your meeting for your annual review with your boss, you can leave me a message, and I'll get back to you with a little bit of advice, encouraging words, and helping you to calm down. That's great. Thanks. Nice. Well, we'll get into all of that. So um, <laughs> on this show, i like to dive and i like to go through like a timeline to see like from the beginning until like your current state so where did you grow up well i grew up in a little town called carlisle iowa the only thing that they're known for is we were the first town to come out with a family who had septuplets oh yes That's literally the only thing in history we're known for <laughs> is that like the recent six tuplet thing or was that like back in the days oh uh they have graduated college now or old enough to graduate college. Let's see. I was. No, yeah, that's what I'm trying to remember. Is is that the show from TLC? No, it was before TLC shows. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So it was, oh God, they're probably like 25 now. 
Okay, yeah, it was a while back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, so that's the only thing that's really going on in that town. So, but, uh, that's the only thing that's going on in that town. But I do have a funny story. You said to start at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, would you like to hear the story about how I got here on Earth? Oh, yes. That's amazing. Okay. So um, my mom was a starving artist, and my dad was a Vietnam vet who had come back, and he lived in the woods for a while like Walden, um, or like Thoreau did in Walden. Mm -hmm. And then he got an apartment and she got an apartment. They happened to be in the same apartment building. And oh, my mother, she loves to make sun tea. Sun so tea? sun tea. Yeah. What's that? Uh, it's like iced tea, but you set it out in the sun. So it tastes better. Oh, I've never heard of that. I think it's gross, but <laughs> um, but a lot of people really, really like sun tea. And oh. you, yeah, you set it out to basically bake in the sun. But she didn't have a deck in her apartment. So she knocked on a door that she had, well, she had gone around the apartment and said, okay, this is where the exact best sunlight is to make my tea. Knocked okay. on the person's door. <laughs> my dad answered and she's like, can I use your deck for sun tea? And he goes... <laughs> You can use more than my deck. I'll trade you sun tea for pussy. What? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, that's the truth. And she, uh, she's like, well, you know, at that time, birth control pills interfered with the tanning bed and being tan was more important than preventing a pregnancy. So here you are. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> so it was just off of that interaction. They didn't get into a relationship or anything. She didn't say, hey, you got to take me out first. Or, you know what? I need this. What's the? You're a good looking guy. Why not? It literally started as just making sun tea and trading that service. <laughs> uh, but they eventually got married. Uh, the marriage only lasted about a year. They were divorced before I was a year old. So oh, wow. I never remember them being together. But um, just, you know, I, I came into this world because they traded sun tea for pussy. And that's like, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's really unique. That is very unique. I've never heard that. That's that's that was that was wild. So did your mom ever? Did she um sell the sun tea for personal use? What was the sun tea though? Oh no, she just likes to drink it, and she really was determined that she was going to have it that summer, and she did. <laughs> <laughs> I need a little. I need a little more details though. This, this story is adding up because it's like. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like I'm just like lost because it's like I don't know because it's like did she like him? Was he attracted to her or what? Well, like yeah. Just I mean, my I mean, my dad was a good-looking guy. He was like six two, rugged mountain man when he was living um, in the woods in Colorado after um, when he was. Well, Vietnam vets weren't yeah. really given care or anything, so his way of healing was to go into the woods mm -hmm. and. Um, he got he found Dogadoo, who was a half breed wolf, half breed something else, mm -hmm. and he adopted this half wolf. And the Dogadoo took to my mom, and so they started dating. Uh, but it's it was really just strange. <laughs> You're like, I don't understand. Oh no, it makes no sense. <laughs> no, I, I get it though. It happens. Like... Have you ever knocked on your neighbor's door and been like, "Hey, you want a stranger bang?" <laughs> That's what, yeah, I mean, real. what are the odds? Like, <laughs> what are the odds? You never know, though. Hey, he shot his shot. It worked. It doesn't seem like too much game, though. But, I mean, hey. Zero game. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so growing up like that, so what, that, I mean, was it, were they cordial? How was the co-parenting? Oh, they weren't cordial. Um, <laughs> so I was pretty much raised by both sets of my grandparents. Um, his parents lived about mm, a block away. And then um, her parents lived in Arkansas, but her parents would come up for a week out of every month and stay with us and just make sure that all the house things were done. Mm -hmm. So uh, my mom, the best way to describe her is away with the fairies, very much um, head in the clouds, starving artist mentality so she needed that extra help and support and he had never really mentally come back from vietnam and so he needed the support and so when it was his time i was with his parents and then he would come in to visit and then when it was her time then her parents were at the house mm. wow that's a lot <laughs> oh yeah you know what though it gave me a really good perspective on the previous generation mm-hmm and I learned how to type on a typewriter. I learned how to play poker when I was five years old. So, I mean, I had a lot of really good old people hobbies. I learned pickleball. How can you not like pickleball? <laughs> I still don't even know what pickleball is. <laughs> uh, it is, oh, it's kind of like a mix of baseball and golf for the elderly. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. I got to play. I got to see the... Can you, can you break down the specifics of the game for me real quick or no? Oh, it's been so long. No, I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> it's okay. It's cool. Yeah, but I mean, well, so I don't even know what it started because it's like, <laughs> that was a weird start. Not weird, <laughs> but it's just like, okay, so they, because I'm, I'm, so they weren't cordial. Your grandparents were, both sets of grandparents were in your life from a what, like simultaneously while oh, your yeah. parents were parenting but um so what did how long did that go on for like your in, the grandparents being a part of your life like did that continue on until you got of age to get out the house or was that like early years on. so in fact my um her her parents continued to come up every single month until I graduated high school. And the first day of my senior year, my uh, my grandmother on my dad's side passed away from cancer. Oh. So my senior year was kind of a mess because she was like my main mom. Mm -hmm. um, but that was, that led to some really, some what's that song about nights you don't remember and things you won't forget? <laughs> mm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I can't, not. I don't know. But um, that led, uh, that led to what you might call a misspent youth. You might say that, mm -hmm. but um, it was, it was fantastic. I mean, to spend all that time with my grandparents. And then after let's say, I graduated high school and four days later, my mom changed the security codes on the house and she was like, okay, all set. I got this new boyfriend and I'm going to go live with him. So I'll set. You're good, right? You're 17. What? You can, just get, you can just find an apartment. You can just get a place, right? What? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I did. So I got um, this little $500 a month apartment. Wait, wait. We, we, can't, we, can't, we can't speak past that. 
We can't speak Spanish. Sorry. But it's just yeah. like, your mom, you turned, se- wait, did you just turn 17 or what? Like, so your mom just decided to, hey, I'm, I'm getting a new boyfriend and you're not going to live with me no more and that's it? Yeah. So let's see. I was 17. It was May and I turned 18 in August. Mm. So it was before I was legally an adult. Mm. Damn, bro. What the fuck? How, how did you feel in that moment? You know, I... I'm sorry for... No, 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 no. It sounds strange, but I felt liberated Mm. because Mm. I had been through so much because my mom wasn't ready to parent because she really, you know, not all people are really made to be parents because Mm. adulting... Well, adulting is overwhelming for everybody. Let's just put that out there. Some people are just better at faking it than others, but adulting is kind of hard. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah it, it is. And she was not very good at it. And so that led to her having uh, a pretty significant temper, uh, which led to things like when she found out I lost my virginity. Oh. Now, in her defense, it was a pretty horrific way to find out that your daughter lost her virginity. I was at a hotel party and she decided to snoop through my room. So that's her bad. But she found handcuffs, oh my motion goodness. lotion. <laughs> she found dirty stuff. I was 16 doing dirty stuff. Okay, I get it. So she found all that and um, came to the hotel. And I got punched in the face in front of 30 of my closest friends. She came straight to the party? She couldn't even wait till you got home? Nope. She just came and just decked me in the middle of the party. 30 people watching. Oh, man. What the fuck? Damn. I get it, though, because shit like that has happened to, like, my cousin. My aunt is like that. Like, she's, like, super, like, she figured something now. Where you at? I'm going to find you. Get your ass <laughs> over here. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So That's the old school. So what type of artist was your mother, though? Um, so she did a lot of cartooning. She did some portrait. Mm. And uh, she was also a clown. You know how scary a clown. Was? <laughs> she what was? The fuck? She was a clown named Giggles. Giggles and... the clown? Yeah. <laughs> like she did, she, did a, she did parties and shit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how was that growing up? Oh, it was strange because, okay, so even though the Shriners are primarily men, she would go and she would clown with the Shriners. And so I would be... Wait, the Shriners also do clown things? Oh, yeah. Well, they used to. Big time. What? Yeah, like the Shriners would all pile in those little cars and then, like, pile out during parades. What the hell? (laughs) Yeah. Like a deeper conspiracy after going. It is. And you know what? Like back behind when they're putting their, when these hairy old fat guys, right? Yeah. Are putting on this clown makeup and you watch that transformation. No, no, no. Yeah, because you, you were kind of like behind the scenes. I was. I was watching them go from gross and hairy to friendly and chipper. I'm like, oh, hell no. Nope. Clowns are not okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, clowns are creepy. I could only imagine living with one. What the fuck, yo? We didn't even start fully, and this is like already a wild story. <laughs> so, so your mom's starving artist is was she famous though? Like, no, no, 
no, her aunt was famous in the Christian community um, because she would do portraits of Jesus and Mary and other characters. And then she would do like portraits for governors and things like that. Her name was Maxine Pendry. She was a lovely, lovely woman. And um, she sold paintings all over the world. Maxine Pendry? Mm-hmm. How do you spell the Pendry? P-I-N-D-R-E-Y? P-E-N-D-R-Y. And she was from Hartford, Iowa. Okay. Okay, I see some of her stuff here. Oh, nice. Uh, She looks like a beautiful woman. She was. She was inside and out. Nice. That's great. So your mom, though, what was her artist's name? Uh, Her name was Renita Richards, and I don't think that she ever had anything published mm. of note at all. I don't think you'd see any of her stuff if you looked for it. Okay. Well, no, nothing really shows no. up. Yeah. Is this her? Oh, no, that's Ron Richards. No. Okay, but anyway. So, <laughs> okay, so you're growing up, your mom's a starving artist. A weird, is a is a is a, a unique way of growing up. What I want to know is like how involved, because you say like when it was your mom's turn, your her parents were there. When it was your dad's turn, his parents were there. How often were the, give me like a percentage wise, like how often were the par- grandparents actually there with you guys in the home? Okay, so let's see. I would go see my um, my grandparents who lived close by for usually about for about two to three weeks of the month. And um, so I would go over there after, they'd pick me up from school. I'd go over there after school. They'd help me with my homework. We'd make dinner together. Sometimes I would spend the night and sometimes I would come back home and then my mom would take me to school in the morning. But her parents would come up for a full week, if not, you know, 10 days or two weeks of every single month. And they would make sure that she paid the bills. They would make sure that she wasn't um, being too hard on me. And they would make sure that she did did the normal mom stuff. Like she was, she was good at fun stuff, uh, like making arts and crafts because she was an artist. Mm-hmm. But things like uh, making meals, she wasn't so great at. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she'd be like, here's a box of Girl Scout cookies and two Diet Cokes, that's your dinner. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> No, and she would keep Girl Scout cookies in the freezer for dinners. What? Which yeah. ones? Tagalogs? Oh, Tagalogs are so good. Samoas. Samoas were my favorite. Yeah. Then mints. You know, like a diet food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Damn, that's... I mean, we're making, we're making fun of it now, but like that. But then how did you feel about all this? Well, I didn't... You know, when I was younger, I didn't really know any better. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess I would be remiss to not talk about when I was, let's see here, when I was four, and then you'll understand why she was watched so closely. Yeah. When I was four, um, in the middle of the night, my mom packed up my cat and some toys and some clothes and drove us to Colorado. And she had no plan. Nobody knew that we were going. I was four. And um, so we, and she 
I guess, didn't want to share me with my dad. And so her answer was to run away from home. And so she ran away and we lived in the car for a little bit. We lived in a motel for a little bit. Oh my God. How long is it, was this going on for? Well, let's see. I was gone for two years before what? my grandparents found me. But we eventually got a place. She she found, um, we met this great couple named uh, Dick and Jenny Webb. And actually, so you can look them up, Richard C. Webb. Mm -hmm. W-E-B-B from Estes Park, Colorado. He is like super famous. He helped to invent color TV and Richard he was one of the first people the internet. Mm. Okay. Nice. I'll look him up. Sorry. Some, something um, else popped up real quick. But so, so you guys met those people and what happened? Yeah. And so then they helped us to find a place. And um, my mom had a boyfriend so that... Um, helped us get a place and and um so I lived with the mom and the boyfriend for a while and then my grandparents um had hired a private private investigator from my, your dad's was, side or for your mom's side uh well it was both sets of grandparents working together because oh, okay. neither knew where I was mm -hmm. okay and so they found me and she had gotten a job at a bank and so initially I would just hang out outside the bank and Estes Park was, is really nice. And it was, um, so I would just like hang out in the woods until she was able to afford to get me into um, like um, a school or something. Yeah. Yeah. Into a school. And so then once Damn. I got into a school, things were a lot more normal, but initially like I hung out in the woods for the day. With your mom or by yourself? Well, well, no, all by myself. My mom was at work, and so I was in the woods, like, right next to her job. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That was, like, four, five. Yeah, during the time. So how did the Webb family help you guys? Okay, so you said it was Richard C. Webb, and what, what was the other? Oh, and his wife was Virginia. No, but how his is Richard C. Webb and you said something about W. E. Du Bois? Oh, W. E. B. B. Oh, W. Okay, okay. Yeah, because yeah, I've seen it. Was he was a surgeon? Mm, no, he wasn't a surgeon. Um, he was a, an engineer. He was a yeah, he was an engineer. Okay, I've seen Purdue University, 1956. Founded the first three. No. Oh, well, I'll look into all of that later, but yeah. um. Wow, damn, this is a lot. So <laughs> you were in the woods for how long before she got you into school? Oh, just a couple of months or so. Okay. So it wasn't, yeah. I mean, obviously, so I <laughs> I have a four-year-old. My son just turned four, and I have a 17-year-old daughter. And at four, I would never, <sighs> obviously. Leave a child somewhere. No, I mean. Especially in the woods. Uh, my my four-year-old Maddox is barely even in the next room by himself because he just destroys shit. So, <laughs> but then, play stuff. Um, so I would never dream of doing that. And now that I have a four-year-old and I'm looking at it. But at the time, I mean, what other choice, you know, did I have but just to say, okay, I won't yeah. talk to strangers, you know, and then make friends with the squirrels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And um, damn, because at this time, were you like missing your grandparents or your dad or what was going oh, through yeah. your mind? Oh, yeah. I missed my family like crazy. And I didn't understand why 
why we were gone. I, you know, I didn't understand any of it. I didn't understand, you know, and then once the new boyfriend came in, I didn't understand the whole new boyfriend thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I just kind of, I just kind of went with the flow. And And I, I mean, I think that I've just carried that with me throughout my life is okay. So shit happens. And let's just where are we now mm-hmm. and where do we need to get to and how do we get there yeah. and then figure it out yeah so what take me back to what happens when they find you guys so they found me and i um they drove out there and i went back with them and then i don't know what happened still to this day i don't know what happened and in fact at my um, grandpa's funeral uh, five years ago, my cousins asked me, they're like, okay, so what happened? I, it was the summer of, let's see here, it would have been 87. And they're like, what happened in the summer of 87? Because we always used to go to grandma and grandpa's house for the summer. And then suddenly oh, you disappeared. Yeah. And what happened? And I'm like, oh, well, that was the year that they came and got me from Colorado. I went back to live with my dad's parents grandparents on that side Mm -hmm. and um i didn't see my mom for months no idea still to this day no idea what happened you don't know if she got locked up you don't know what happened Mm -mm, nope nobody will tell me so did like because family secret so you were you what do you remember like that somebody the the pi grabbed you your mom what you don't you don't remember anything like um i remember Four of my grandparents showing up. Okay. My mom's stepdad screaming at her. And then uh, my grandparents scooped me up, grabbed some toys, and put me in a van. And we went back to Iowa. (sighs) That's all I remember. And then I was having a great time in the van, and I got ice cream. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. So then, how how often are you seeing your dad when you get back? is, was your dad less active than your mom? Because it seemed oh, like you were primarily with your mom and then like your grandparents, would, every, all the grandparents would just try to like, hold on, what's going on? Like, we gotta yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I would see a grandparent every single day. Mm. Um, but no, so my dad was, let's see. A my close. dad was around, he, he worked for the post office. And okay. so he would come and see me on his days off. And then as, um, yeah, as his drinking got a little bit worse from not getting, you know, care from Vietnam, then I wouldn't see him just because he was hungover, you know, didn't show up to see me, that kind of thing. But um, when he, I would see him when he was sober and when he wasn't sober, I wouldn't see him. Because mm, he'll be at work. Yeah. <laughs> Drug at the oh, post office. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh... <laughs> But um, because I'm trying to figure out, like, what do you think? How how bad did you think like your mom's state affected him? And like, was it just like was he like not ignoring it? But it was like, damn, I can't even deal. I'm still dealing with my shit. I can't even deal with this. Like, how bad do you think like everything that your mom was putting you through affected him? Oh, oh, absolutely. Because he um. He didn't, I mean, he, he was still trying to deal with war stuff and mm-hmm. then to have his child taken away. I know that was devastating for him. Yeah. 
And, you know, part of it is he then was afraid to get close to me afterwards because he didn't know if I was going to disappear again. Ugh. And once you've seen, I mean, he, he was in the, um, the, um, the Malay, uh, battle okay. in Vietnam, which was one of the most famous battles. And he left there with two purple hearts. He had, wow a bullet through his lung and a bullet through his jaw oh my and came home to having rocks thrown at him. So he still hadn't, you know, recovered from that. And then he had this crazy woman who just wanted to like make sun tea, screw and do art. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like what, what's going on? I don't, I can't handle this. Yeah. So it would be a lot. I think, for anybody to handle um, somebody like that. Yeah, I get it. Because like, he obviously loves you still, but it's just like, oh bro, like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't even want to say it like that. But like, cause you, you know, Sweet we, mother we, of God, what did I do? <laughs> literally, yeah. <laughs> Word, but um, damn. So, because... The whole time I'm imagining, I'm just thinking, like, what the fuck is your dad going through? Because I'm still think I was initially thinking, like, he was kind of still, like, reclusive, probably not working all the way. But you said he had a, a job at the post office. So he was around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, was I thought he was still, like, in Mountain Man. <laughs> no, he came back from that. And um, he, he started getting his stuff together. And then he got a house and then investment properties and then moved um to missouri to table rock lake so now he's back in the woods a luxury cabin nice god bless him thank you can you thank him for your service for me too i will i will and he's you know he's doing great now i mean he's always going to be affected by what happened but he was you know he was lucky enough to be able to make a good living and he found a woman who he fell in love with who was very very good to him nice. and so they live this happy quiet little life and it's um it's perfect for them so it's good okay so you get back you get back to iowa get back in school because cousins are asking what the fuck you know, it was kind of like a family secret though but oh, yeah. uh, you go on with your life how long until your mom's back um so i was let's see because you were six I, right when you came back so i did kindergarten in colorado and then i did first grade at my grandparents house in iowa and then when i was in second grade my mom came back so a full school year okay and, okay, so when she comes back, was it? Uh, do you remember it being an easy process for her to get back in her life, or was everybody standoffish? Everybody, everybody worked together, and I thought it was really good that you know all that all four grandparents worked together because they're like, okay, so sorry, or sorry, my daughter sucks. Sorry, my son sucks. Let's just all get together and figure it out so this kid has a shot. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then that's when the, so that's when everything started, like the, like the main parenting situation where everybody's involved and, okay. yeah, okay. So was there, so then, uh, just so there were, were there any other crazy situations like happened like that, or was it just pretty much basic shit? Your mom's just a little wild thing. Oh, it was basic shit until I turned 
15. And so you're in New York, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So picture 1997, 1998-ish, mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly, 15-year-old girl from small farm town America, um, alone in New York, doing some modeling and some acting. I was, um, I was there with an agency and it, it was an event to go and you'd have an opportunity to walk in front of Mm -hmm. all of the big names and then hope that you were discovered. So the closest I got was I was almost on the young and the restless, but I could not cry on demand. No. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I like, I was so close to getting cast, but I couldn't, I couldn't cry. I just didn't have that emotion that I was able to like easily express. And so I, I didn't, but the, um, the guy from Norwalk who played Superman, BJ Routh, he was in my group with me. And so I was there when he got discovered. So that, oh, was, wow. that was really fun to watch. Um, but so 15 year old girl alone in New York City, I'm walking around, do, 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 because I just like to walk and see the sights. All of a sudden, I am lost in Hell's Kitchen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 15 oh, in the 90s, little white girl. In six inch heels, like, oh, I don't know where I am. This says Hell's Kitchen. Is it bad there? <laughs> like, and then people kept coming up to me and they're like, yo, you shouldn't be here. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, oh, probably not. I guess not. Well, I don't know how to hail a cab. <laughs> so finally, some guy hailed a cab for me and got me back to my hotel. Um, and and then I Wait, decided. Wait, but how did you how did you get there? Did your mom put you up to this? Yeah, well, yeah, because you know, then her life would be easy if I had a child star. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. What the fuck? Okay, so 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 <laughs> how? Uh, so I was accepted to the New York School of Film and Television, and I was thinking about going. So after. Um, after I graduated, after I had been kicked out of the house, my best friend also wanted to go to New York because she wanted to be a singer. And so we went out to New York to see, you know, what it's like. So these two, I was 17, she was 18. So girls on the loose, right? Yeah. And we decided that we were going to go get fake IDs. <laughs> okay. So we went into this porn shop because it said fake IDs and porn. And there's this giant Russian man. Yeah. And he's like, it'll be $30. So we go and we get our pictures and I'm Hannah Wardman born in whatever to make me 22 years old. Yeah. And then I go to hand him my $30. He goes, no, no pay from you. You know, but pay with money. You pay another way. What? And no. I'm like, what? So I dropped the $30 on the counter, grabbed the ID, and we run. And we ran and ran and ran. This giant Russian, big old hairy Russian guy with the chains and, you know, the tracksuit chasing after me. Till I finally found a cop and I'm like, there's this man chasing us and I don't know why. I don't know why. Oh, because you didn't want to spill the news. I mean, he's trying to rape you at the end Yeah. I mean, he was. Yeah. Like, he was. Um, that's what was going on. What but we're like, fuck? oh, God, that was stressful. We need a drink. 
we have IDs. So we go to the hotel bar. And now again, this is like, uh, this was 1999. No, this was 2000, uh, early 2000. So um, we were sitting at the bar, having strawberry daiquiris, feeling pretty proud of ourselves. <laughs> and all of a sudden the bartender goes, you have a phone call. I'm like, oh. oh my gosh. Why do I have a phone call? What's going on? So I answer the phone. And this woman is like, hi, my husband and I saw you downstairs at the bar and we thought maybe you'd like to uh, come upstairs and join us. What? I'm like, what is wrong with New York? What is wrong? Oh my God. <laughs> Chased by Russians and fighting the three Everybody trying to fuck you. <laughs> I just want to go home. <laughs> so what happened? Did you, you didn't, so I'm guessing you didn't take their offer up? No, I didn't go upstairs. So we're like, okay. we can't stay here. So we left. It's like some human <laughs> trafficking shit. What the fuck? Yeah, you know what? It, so actually, it was the exact same time as all the Harvey Weinstein that mm. and the guy who uh, the Epstein. Yeah, yeah. It was all. It was all at the same time, and those women are all my age. So it mm. very well could have been. Wow, that's wild. That's crazy. So what happens next? Do you go back home? Were you de- deterred? So, so next, we go to go back home. Our flight yeah. canceled. Wait, but didn't and... you get a scholarship to go to school? Or well, accepted to go to New York? I did. I did. And then after that, well, and I was still sort of thinking about it at that point, but now really scared. Yeah. And then our flight got canceled. And so she, uh, on, on the way home, and so my friend called a pastor um, friend of hers and said, hey, do you know anybody in New York that we can stay with for a night? Because, you know, our flight's rescheduled for tomorrow. So um, we got picked up by a pastor and he lived in the Bronx. And all night long, I heard gunshots. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. Gunshot, 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 gunshot. I'm like, I think I will not go to the New York School of Film and Television. I think I will go to business school in Iowa. <laughs> I think I will just do that. And so that's when that I went and got an apartment in, in Des Moines. <laughs> okay, it makes, I mean, I get it. Because it's just like, it's too much. You're, all your first interactions to New York were like just super sleazebag shit. So it's just like, bro, I'm out of here. The fuck is going on? Russians <laughs> trying to rate me. It's a fucking random person in the hotel wants me to go up there. I didn't even see who it is. <laughs> like what? Hell no. That's wild. It was That's wild. It was wild. But so, um, so you get back to Iowa. You enroll in business school. Yeah, so I get back to Iowa and I enrolled in business school. Well, actually, I didn't. Um, I didn't initially. Let's see. At that time, the student loan rules were that you had to be 23 or married in order to start school. So mm. I was 18. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 hold on. You said you had to be married to, to go to school? So they, in order to be considered an independent student, you either had to be age 23 or married. Mm, so, because okay. if you were under... 23 and not married yet you were still considered to be on your parents Mm -hmm. and then your parents would have to um complete the paperwork and things like that and my parents weren't willing to do that yeah i think it's still like it might be still like that because i remember like um 
it was something where like that like i know as far as like insurance too is like um uh, well that, that's that's beside the point but um so so what happened then yeah so um i had gotten an apartment with my boyfriend and I worked for a little bit as a manager for Estee Lauder and had a oh, great nice. time. Yeah, yeah. I had a great time, you know, doing that. And then um, we decided to get married. So at 19, I got married. <laughs> at 19, you guys got I, married? Yeah. Okay. Uh, is the same <laughs> guy you're with right now? No. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> no. No, no, no. <laughs> I made poor decisions then. <laughs> I I mean, yeah, everything has for a reason. You do have some things, but oh, well. Oh, yeah. 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 So I had. <laughs> yeah, so you get so married at 19. I had my. Na- uh, yeah, so I got married at 19. And um, that was, that was a wild. Um, yeah, that was a wild, wild adventure. Um, my. But I got my 17-year-old out of it, and she mm-hmm. is perfect in every way. And I am so, so incredibly lucky. So I definitely don't regret that period in my life. And his folks were super nice, and they're still um, and they're still very helpful. They help her a lot. Nice. And um, so she is with me half the week, and then she is with that side of the family the other the other part of the week um and he lives with his mom and dad he um he lives in a blanket fort in his parents basement <sighs> he's like 45. what the fuck seriously <laughs> yeah are you yeah, just sharing yeah. on him no 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 that no seriously um i mean we had we had bought a house and he had a career and things like that and then when we split up he just like went Not back to his parents and he, yeah he just like lost his shit. so but what, like, you say he's living in a blanket for what? Is he, like, super childish and shit? No, like, no, in the basement, his walls are blankets, and he has a blanket. Uh, oh, okay, okay, I get it, I get it. Like, the division, is no walls in the basement. That's his privacy. <laughs> Damn. A literal oh, blanket forest. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, I get it. I mean, hey, fuck it. It is what it is. It is. Yeah, you know what though? Um, I got lucky and I married the best guy. My my husband is super smart. He um, he's an executive for a wealth management company, and nice. he's. Um, have you heard of, the, of Snowflake? Snowflake. Mm-hmm. It's an. It's no. a computer. Okay, well, it's like a computer database program. So he's in charge of all that tech stuff. Mm, and um, yeah and so we just have this lovely quiet little life with my 17 year old and our now four-year-old and a cat named silent bob after jay and silent bob (laughs) (laughs) that's what's up that's cool do you feel uh do you think uh i don't know this might be a little personal but i'm kind of like correlating do you feel like you got with him kind of like how your mom got with your dad my my husband or not your husband your, your prior yeah, yeah. um yeah your first husband because you were young you get it it was kind of like a like what what drove what drove you to him you get it how, well, how long were you together uh we were together for uh 15 years oh sure so it was a long time oh yeah so not, a long yeah. time 
Um, yeah, so I really like I made an effort. That's for sure. Okay. Now, yeah. um, mm -hmm. We had worked together at the mall. He was um, he was a special ed teacher on summer break. So when we got together, I was 17 and he was 21. Mm -hmm. So um, that probably wasn't like the best thing, but he could buy me beer and he could get me weed. So, <laughs> I mean, the things that you think about at 17 that are, yeah. yeah. And so that's, you know, like why we got together. You know, if I look at him, he can buy me beer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then it just kind of, once I was asked to leave, you know, my mom's house after I turned 17. So if that had not have happened, we never would have gotten married. But mm -hmm. being pushed uh, into being pushed into having to find somebody to live with real quick, it being just convenient for it to be him, and you know, then I wanted to prove that no, it wasn't just out of convenience. No, I really love this guy. So then I doubled down and married him. So you, do you feel like you were in denial? Because it, it seems oh, yeah. like this. I oh, mean, yeah. the more oh, you sure. say, it is definitely like you. Ironically, you're trading liquids. Like your dad traded a senti for your mom. And then you're like, hey, I, he buys me beer. Hey, it's all weed. the liquids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, then, hey. like, I don't even drink anymore. So, <laughs> mm. so what was like, I don't know if I'm, uh, I don't want to uh, hash up any bad feelings, but what was like the defining moment that said, made you feel like, hey, I want to leave this guy. I've been with him for 15 years. That's it. Oh, well, I I found out that um, he had been oh, he had been putting uh, morphine crushed up in my food what? so that I would pass out and he could go do, you know, what what men do when they don't when they try to, you know, drug their wives to get out of the house. Wait, but he wasn't—he wasn't doing stuff to you. He was doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was crushing morphine up in my food so that I would pass out and he could go do, you know, things. Did you ever find out what it was? Or you just don't want to divulge? Oh well, I yeah, I won't go into it in public, but I can tell you. I can tell you off camera what it was. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Some sick shit. Oh yeah. Yeah, some sick shit for, for sure. And so his friend, I mean, it's sick already because why the fuck is he... He's drugging you. I'm, when you yeah. said that, I'm like, what the fuck? No, yeah. yeah. Did you ever press charges on him? No, I, I didn't because our daughter was involved and I didn't want her to grow to up without her. a father. Yeah. Oh, oh man. <laughs> fuck that guy. I was feeling good, bad for him, but fuck him. I don't give a fuck either. Oh my god, I can only imagine what the fuck he was doing. But he has to drug his wife to go and fucking lurk out. Oh my goodness. Yeah. All right, so that happened, and you just—it was the final straw. I mean, obviously, but um. <laughs> yeah. So that—that uh, that was the final straw. Yeah. Oh my goodness. How long was that going on for? Um. So as far as I can tell, it was going on for close to a year because let's see. So I found out um, on, uh, oh, I found out on Cinco de Mayo because it was in my tacos and his friend's like, oh, I can't watch you eat that. Throw it away. <gasps> no. Yeah. And so his friend told me. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so he was so brazen. He was doing this shit in front of company. 
what the yeah. fuck is going on? Yeah, he was. And so, yeah, and the friend knew, you know, what was going on. He's like, I can't watch you eat that. Throw that away. We got to talk. And so then he told me. And uh, so I I had not had a drug problem before. So I didn't realize that I was I had become Dependent. an opiate addict. Right. Because mm. I, I didn't know I was taking opiates, but. I had my body was dependent on oh, so oh. I spent the next three months detoxing in my oh, bedroom my and getting off of morphine and like and I, you know I mean it wasn't gentle because I just once it was yeah. no longer being crushed into my food I no longer ingested it so did you did you did, did you find yourself craving hey babe can you cook oh, or something like that or oh yeah well and now it and, you know, now that I knew, so if somebody puts a morphine pill in front of me, I might still do it. I shouldn't. But I mean, oh, no. so that's, I just, you know, stay away from it because yeah. I know like, but. No, but I mean, like, uh, do you, do you remember like looking back like, hey, he, he was cooking a lot more often. He was always getting me tacos from this one taco truck. Every day he would bring me tacos. What the fuck? <laughs> from, from a, from a special taco truck. That was his fucking yeah. Oh my! So it's only well, the tacos and when it, he couldn't give you tacos every fucking day, so he he would crush it up in your drink. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Here, it's I brought you a sick. diet coke. Isn't that nice of me? I brought you a diet coke. Uh, did this start out of nowhere? Like, was he always? Was he? Would he usually just fucking give you food and shit? Or um, no. I mean, he was he was nice he liked to cook and he would um no and so he would you know bring me food and like oh look i did this nice thing for you (sighs) 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 i'm sorry that's horrific that's okay because you know if i would not have gone through all of this wild crazy scary shit i wouldn't have the perspective that i have and be able to help the folks that I help. And so if I, you know, it, I know what my life purpose is. I know that my purpose is to help people to live the life that they have imagined. So if I had to go through all these, you know, wild and crazy stories in Mm -hmm. order to have enough wisdom to help other people, then that is what it is. That's just my path, you know, and it's, it's far enough in the past now that I can, you know, I can talk to you about it and I can yeah. laugh and I can say, ah, oh, whatever. I'm not going to say it wasn't horrible at the time, but time heals a lot. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Was, were his other activities criminal? The reason oh, that he was- I mean, yeah, running designated decoy for the mob. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. All right. Well, I, yeah, we'll talk off camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because I'm just, I'm just like concerned. Like, is he still out? Is he still out here doing these things now that oh, he's so free? He's still, yeah, he's still out there. Um, I every couple of years I get a Facebook message no. from some girl he's dated, or the last one was from a girl's mom. <laughs> yeah. So the mom and I worked together at the mall back in the 90s. We were mall rats together. And mm-hmm. she's like, your ex-husband is dating my daughter. I'm like, is it what? your daughter? Like 19? She goes, yes. Like, but he's like 45. 
Uh, she was like, I know. My head is just hurting like, right now, bro. I don't talk to the guy. I, I, I don't talk to the guy. I haven't seen this guy in years. I don't know. Tell your daughter to make better decisions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because then you don't even do, like, you don't even deal with him. He's just fucking a, a guy in a basement somewhere. Yeah. Oh, my I fucking guy. So his, uh, his parents will do drop-offs and pickups, you know, for my daughter. But I haven't, I haven't seen him in years. Five years, Thank maybe? God. Yeah. Oh man, but I mean, is he facing any legal issues? On I mean, ah, fuck it. We'll we'll get back to that. <laughs> Enough of him. Uh. Okay, so damn, I so you leave your husband, you you detoxing. Oh my gosh, detoxing for what? Like how many months you said? Like, like three, months. Month? three months. Three oh. months. So I, I ate pizza, ice cream, and detoxed for three months. Like that's all. I just wanted. Like that, I just comfort food. Cheese. Yeah, just cheese and sugar. So I just had like cheese and sugar for three months. I don't know why that was the craving, but apparently that's pretty um, normal. Those are pretty normal things to crave when detoxing. So, mm-hmm. so what's so what's next for you after you detox? Like, wait, wait, the job you had, do you still have? Were you still working there? Like, do you have to reset your life completely? What what what's what happened? Yeah, I had to reset my life completely. Um, so I, um, I've i been consulting for, oh, oh gosh, since 2010. And um, this was in 2015. So I'd been consulting for five years. And I, um, I had a couple of projects that I was working on. And so I just doubled down and said, all right, I'm going to make as much money as possible. I'm going to get back on my feet. I'm going to not make bad decisions again, you know, turn my life around. So some of the stuff I could have prevented in my life, some of the things I couldn't, but I don't want to have pain and suffering like I had anymore. Mm -hmm. And I don't want other people to go through that either. So that's when I really started to focus my business on helping others to live the life that they have imagined because everybody has stories and everybody has made bad decisions and mm-hmm. everybody has gone through some shit. Yeah. But if, if I can crawl out of it and be, you know, happy and successful and productive and live a really, really good life, then anybody can, if yeah. I can do that, anybody can. Mm-hmm. And so just to share um, with just to share with people and to help them through their really rough times is is so special and so personal to me because I'm able to save lives. Yes, that's amazing. Uh, also, real quick, I just remembered, why haven't you plugged your book at all? Uh, oh, can you just quickly oh, plug your book? Yeah. I'm just talking to you. <laughs> so can you plug your book real quick and we'll go back into your life? I absolutely will. So my book is called, Are You Okay? and other questions we should be asking each other. And it's a bit of a love letter to moms, letting them know that normal is just a setting on the dryer and it's okay to be a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to be happy, I like then that. I like that. Normal your expectations. <laughs> normal is just a setting on the dryer. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So um, it it is aimed at making you feel better um because no mom feels like they're doing 
enough. And all moms have this innate guilt of if they're working, then they should be spending more time with their kids. Mm -hmm. If they're staying at home, then their kids are driving them crazy and they feel guilty because their kids are driving them crazy. And then they feel like they haven't fulfilled themselves as an individual. And so these two opposite sides of motherhood kind mm -hmm. of war with each other. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter. It, it's hard no matter what you choose. Yeah. It, wow. Yeah. That, that's hidden. That's hidden deep. Well, um, also, it's, and you're like, because I, I wanted to get back to that too, because it's like you growing up with your mom, having the mom and dad that you have, because we're not going to put it all, all on mom. It's just the whole situation. You get it? But, but, um, you growing up, I mean, like, how do you, how did the things that you went through affect how you parent? Oh, I am a pretty easy parent, I have to say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so when I was younger, I was really, I was really hard on Carmen and I was really, um, I was really strict, but now I'm less so because she is such a great kid. I don't, I don't feel like I have to be strict mm -hmm. with her. And I've always said like very tight boundaries, but total freedom within those boundaries. Yeah. So, you know, the boundary might be, um, well, one of my boundaries with Carmen was I didn't want her to be in dance because it's little girls prancing around mm -hmm. and fishnet and whatnot, shaking their butts. And yeah. I, I didn't want her to, um, you know, to experience some of the things and some of the perverts and whatnot. So that was mm -hmm. one of my boundaries. Yeah. But Especially you were exposed to a lot of the shit early, like your mom forcing you to do similar things. It was just like. Yeah, exactly. And mm -hmm. so I'm like, well, you know, if you want to listen to Kesha and dance in your bedroom, I don't care if you listen to Kesha. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't go to dance class. <laughs> I get it. Freedom within very tight boundaries. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, but uh, do you feel like maybe you could have um, picked a, a different alternative, like not uh, a more, uh, like not that type of dance? Maybe you could have gone into another dance. But even even like ballet and stuff, it's similar to what you're saying. It's just like little girls are tights. It's, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it's yeah. still little girls and, and not very much clothes. Mm -hmm. Cause I remember when I was little, I did like some creative dance thing. It was like I don't even know how to explain it, but it was like every, it was boys and girls. It was I don't know. It was boring. Oh well, like that would have been different. Or you know, she was in um, she was in tumbling and mm, okay. she was in cheer and stuff like that. I just you know, uh, you if you yeah, it, you see, yeah. I don't, I don't like cheer. Like you you're okay with the, you're okay with cheer, but not the dance. If anything, chair is more creep shit. <laughs> I guess I can see. I mean, I can see that. No, yeah, and not, and not. I'm just saying, no, not, not. It's not the personal to you. I'm just saying, like, I, I personally like. I don't like chair. Like now, looking back at it, it's like, what the hell? Like, why are these little girls running around in little ass skirts, jumping <laughs> up in the air? They're like, what the fuck? Like, when you think about it, it's like, no. Like, no. Oh yeah, I mean it's definitely it's definitely a lot. Do you have kids? Yeah, I have a I have a two year old son and a stepdaughter. She's like ah. seven, eight, eight. Sorry, she's eight. 
Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So, yeah. So, you know exactly how little girls want to be cute. And- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's tough, though. It's definitely tough. Because then you want to let them do what they want, too. So, it's like, you can't just, hey, you can't do that because it's this and that. So, it's just like, but it's like you said, you set the boundaries and there's some freedom in between that until you get to that boundary. Exactly. And, you know, I think if you are, if you're strict when they're little, you don't have to be as strict when they get older. Mm. Like I've, um, I've been very, very, she would say too open, but I've been very open with my daughter about, um, about sex and about drugs and all of those things. And all, you know, I flat out told her herpes is a friend for life. Like, don't be, don't be having sex or you're going to have consequences. Mm-hmm. And especially with all the things. So in Iowa, our governor just passed the heartbeat law and there is a girl that she knows very well who oh, man. is pregnant right before their senior year and our state just passed the heartbeat law. And so she's going to be pregnant her senior year, this girl. And it just hurts my heart. Um, yeah. Yeah, for, you know, for kids to go through that. And so I just, I told Carmen and all of her friends, I'm like, if you guys think that you need to be having sex, just uh, like, I'll, I'll get you toys. You want toys? Like, I'll get you toys. Just stay, <laughs> the boys. just stay away from the boys because they will get you pregnant and then we can't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I mean, it may, I mean, I get it. Cause then it's like, you, you try to say like the, the, like even for me, like they they said the oh use cut protection and all that. Like I'm pretty young. I'm, well, not I'm not pretty young, but I'm 28. But um, I remember back in the days it was like you'll ignore your parents and shit. And then like my parents, they weren't as like savvy with shit. Like <laughs> so it was just weird. Like by the time my sister gave me the talk, because my sister like was raising me for like my teenage years. Okay. By the time she gave me the talk, it was way too late. And then I was just looking at her like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. There's these birds and these bees. Nah, yeah, it was just weird. It was a weird. I remember that. Because it was like her, 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 uh, her boyfriend at the time. It was, it sat me down. And I was like, what? And, and then like, and then she was just telling me like, if anything, just get BJs from girls. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I hope you're not telling that to, but I'm like, I hope you're not telling that to my my niece. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Advice for boy parents. Bad advice for girl parents. Exactly. That's horrible. Oh my god, those are some horror stories. But this isn't about me. Um, back to you. So (laughs) no, I love hearing it. No, yeah, I get it. But it's just you know, because I remember like. Me being in middle school, there was one girl, like, she she just did some wild shit. I don't, I don't want to get too graphic, but you got to, like, it was a thing. And then they, they lined up all the boys in the hallway, and her dad was there. So I, I did, that just always, like, like stuck out to me, like, what the fuck? Imagine my fucking daughter have to go to school because she did whatever to all these boys. And it's, Whoa. like, it's like 20 boys lined up in the hallway, bro. Did just, she blow twenty boys. She blew twenty boys. She tried to. Oh. She tried to blow. She tried to blow me too, but I wasn't with it because it was after she got caught, and I'm just like, "Yo, you still like? That was good with you. You hot? Like I'm not. And then I'm just like, you're nasty. Like you just a freak. Cause she like she wanted she wanted to do it to me because I didn't want her to do it to me. Mm-hmm. 
That is wild, but it's just like that's why I know like these it's touchy subjects and it's give me that meat stack. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Mama's hungry. Nah, yeah. That was a (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it was bad. Like I can that's a that would be a a horror. <laughs> oh, I I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, my daughter and line up twenty boys and be like, in seventh grade. In seventh grade, oh god, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know. Okay, so by high school, then how was she? I don't know. I, I never. That was the last year I went to that school. Oh. I, she was still. I I guess she was still doing her thing. I don't know. <laughs> That's too deep. It's too much. But um, <laughs> uh, so you uh, so you're getting back on track. You so you started doing a uh, consultant work right away after this. I did, I did, and I um I did a few different projects. Um, I did sales training for a national tech company. I did um sales training for a hospital system and I wrote a I wrote an insurance law book for um four different states oh nice yeah so that was uh so that was fun and um then I my husband and I um got married well Well, uh, how did you meet we decided we were gonna what was that how did you guys meet what did you already know him Oh, well, that's actually um, a funny story. So I like to write. It's just a hobby of mine. And I had started dating a little bit um, after Carmen's dad and I split up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, God, it's hard to it's hard to date in your 30s. It's just it's hard to date in your 30s. What is going on? I feel like I'm I'm only seeing people from you know, that, that I've known forever. I need to like expand my horizons a little bit. And a good friend of mine um, was also going through a divorce and we ended up, we used the same lawyer and we got, um, and it was about the same time frame too. And so we decided that we were, I was going to get on Match and she was going to get on Tinder and we were going to have 30 dates and 30 days and then write about it. Okay. And we had no idea what we were in for. <laughs> How did that go? No idea. Okay, well, let's see. One guy, and I feel so bad for him. I shouldn't laugh, but it's pretty funny. So he um, he was dating again because his what, wife had died. What's that? What, would you consider this uh, going on a dating experience? Like, well, like, what was this? Like, uh, oh, it was an experiment. Experiment, it sorry. Yeah, sorry. definitely an experiment. Okay. Okay. And I, didn't plan on meeting anybody special through it at all. I just wanted to see what happened and write about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, yeah. So the first uh, guy. So the first guy, um, his wife had died of cancer, and on I mean it was it was our first date. They had taken away the salads and brought out the main course. And he's like, well, there's a spot in my garage whenever you're ready to move in. What? Yeah. he goes, And then he just went on. He's like, the only rule is no glitter in the house because my wife hates glitter. Like, but your wife's dead. This is weird. 
<laughs> First of all, he's telling you to move into his garage. Like, bro, are you trying to fuck with me or not? Yeah. Am he's I like, slave? your car in the garage. <laughs> I'm going to just an item that's going to be locked up in the garage like a dog. What the fuck? Exactly. He's put me on the shelf. Would you want to get me out and play with me or when um, I need to take care of your daughters? And yeah. Okay, yeah, so what? I'm guessing you, you, you ran for the hills at that point. Yeah, so I ran for the hills on that one. Um, another guy, I, um, he, he was like, oh, well, I, and so after that one, I started just going to my um, favorite <coughs> neighborhood restaurant where I knew the staff. I'm like, all right, so if, if it gets weird, I can just give money to the manager and split. It's a good thing I did that um, because the next guy, so we sat down at the restaurant and he's like, I brought you a gift. I'm like, oh, well, that was. And these are all guys you're meeting off a match or a Tinder? Yeah, all off a match. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, I brought you uh, I, I brought you a gift. I'm like, well, that's a little extra, but okay. So and it's very nicely wrapped. I'm like, wow, you really put a little effort into this. So I open it up and it, this is, uh, this would be 2016. And so it, it's not that long ago, technology wise, that's important. Mm-hmm. And I, I open it up and it's a porn DVD. What? <laughs> and lube. Like, what? <laughs> All that was missing was a toy. What the fuck? I know. I know. Like, what is going on here? So I flip before the end of dinner thing. I just left. You just dipped out? It was like awkward? Yeah, I was like, I have to use the restroom. And I went and I gave 20 to the waiter and said, get me out to my car, would you? Yeah. I mean, these guys in Iowa sound like kind of pretty dorky. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I don't mean to judge. But what the fuck? No. <laughs> no. So I would show... So, Carmen was old enough where she knew that I was dating and she mm-hmm. knew that I was running an experiment. And so I would show her pictures and I would, you know, I, obviously I wouldn't tell her like those type of stories, but I mm-hmm. tell her how it went. And she goes, they all have the same haircut. I'm going to call it the stepdad haircut. They all just have that stupid hair and the stupid face. <laughs> she was saying the same thing, like just boring, like just lame. Yeah. Um, And then date num- so it, it went on kind of like that and my friends dates were going about like that too and so I um I was talking to somebody on match and um it was like nine o'clock in the morning and he goes you know I've never done this before but why don't we just go out for breakfast mm, okay. and I had a date that night that was supposed to be date number 10. So I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, great, I can knock out number 10 at breakfast and then I can get to number 11. I'll be over a third of the way through this damn experiment. Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I show up at breakfast and I look this guy in the eyes and just this jolt of lightning went through my body. Mm. And it was like, I recognized him. It, and oh yeah. and he is like i feel like i recognized you and um so we sat down and we had this amazing breakfast and then it was raining outside and he was like what are you doing after this and i said well i was supposed to be doing yard work today but yard work is canceled because it's raining 
So we went, um, we walked in the rain and a couple doors down was the shop called the theatrical shop. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's a theater shop as you, the name implies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They have costumes. <laughs> and so we went and looked at all the costumes and <laughs> tried costumes on. What type of costumes were they? <laughs> Oh my God, everything. Like they had everything from giant Winnie the Pooh costumes to BDSM stuff. Okay. (laughs) It was, yeah, it was just a wild, wild place. I love that place. (laughs) And and then after that, we went and like, you know what? We're still not done hanging out. So we went and got ice cream sundaes and it was like noon. On a Saturday, we get ice cream sundaes with brownies. And then he took me to the grocery store. And oh, this was pretty slick of him. He goes, you know, oh, God, my brother just texted me. He's staying with me for a little bit. And he is out of laundry detergent. And today's his laundry day. Can we just go to the store and then drop the laundry detergent at my house? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, okay. So we go and do that and then suddenly we're making out and um <clears throat> there's breakfast the next day and then yeah. i married him and he's my wonderful husband nice <laughs> <laughs> from breakfast to breakfast yeah um, i get it <laughs> and then uh yeah experiment and over It's all water under the bridge from there. So <laughs> now I get it. So yeah. um, wow, that's amazing though. And um, it was just like you guys knew each other right away. Lightning struck. You yeah. felt something. Yeah, we really, really did. Nice. That's dope. Yeah. All right. So uh, how long have you guys been together? Mm. Let's see. We've been together for seven years and just had our five-year wedding anniversary. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. And um, wow, that's amazing. We knew something so silly like a, a dating experiment could turn out to finding true love. I know, I know. I was so glad. And um, so, I had I had stopped the experiment, and I you know never wrote about it. He does know that he's number ten, but he doesn't like to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but, so you but, never wrote about it. No, I didn't. Um, I didn't because I didn't finish it. And because I felt so bad that, you know, he was one of the numbers. <laughs> really I mean, this is great. This is great content, though, man. That, that <laughs> needs to be out in the world. I was just about to say, you need to, do you have a podcast of your own? Well, actually, I'm getting ready to start one. Yes. I'm going to call it Throw Your Life Away after Henry Thoreau because he went into the woods to figure out his life. Mm. And since the woods have been a big theme and my yeah. family figuring out their life. <laughs> nah, that's great. Yeah. This this has to be a section, though, the series. <laughs> you could exclude your husband. I mean, he's part <laughs> of it, though. I mean, hopefully he opens up to it later oh, on yeah. in life. Well, and I could have my friend on it because she had. Oh, yes. She had some wild, wild stories, and she actually, I wish that we would have wrote about it at the time, because she went um, with a boyfriend at one point and saw some event, and there was people speaking about lived experiences, and a guy was talking about dating and talked about his date with her, and she just happened to be in the audience. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) She's like mortified. 
Was it a horrible date? <laughs> <laughs> it did not go well for her. She she did not she did not like the guy. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so she had to just listen on a date with another guy to this guy talking about his date with her. Did she tell him that he's talking about me? No, she never did tell the guy. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) So what led you to to want to write a book? Well, a couple of things. One, I just, you know, I love to write. And two, I, I felt like moms needed to hear that they were doing better than they thought. Mm-hmm. and moms needed to hear that they're doing a good job. They need to not feel guilty, and it's okay to not be a perfect mom because none of us are perfect, and none of us know what we're doing. We're all just winging it. Some of us just wing it a little better than others, but we all have our moments where we sit in the shower and cry, and we all have moments where we're like, oh, God, you know, I'm old and falling apart, and I don't feel like I'm the best mom for my kids and what the heck. And so, you know, we all have those moments, but you're the perfect mom for your kids. And, you know, I believe that everything happens for a reason. I believe heavily in reincarnation and that your child chooses you. So when I was pregnant with Maddox, um, what I was trying to figure out what to name him. And we had this whole list and we we had narrowed it down to like 10 or 15 names. And um, my daughter came storming in our bedroom and said, I know what to name the baby. And I said, I know what to name the baby. Like I just had a dream. She goes, no, no, no. I just had a dream. And the baby looked at me and said, I'm Maddox. And I about died because I had just had a dream that the baby looked at me and said, I'm Maddox. And we had the same dream at the same time. Wow. I forgot what that's called. It's just when you guys link up to the same. Yeah. Yeah. We just linked up the same mentally and got the same message. And I thought, you know what? I Maybe kids really do choose their parents and maybe, you know all that spiritual stuff maybe there's something to it it's it's something to that because um i don't know that, that reminds me of like uh because that, that, that gives up like telekinetic yes and um i don't know if you are you familiar with there was like a study with dolphins and pregnant women and like pregnant women being like in in the pools with the dolphins and the dolphins could tell when like dolphins could tell when females are pregnant and then they tend to them I mean, they try really? to, yeah. So then they and then they say like, that those kids have, end up being smarter and like talk talk quicker, all that all type of crazy shit. How cool is that? I yeah. need to, I need to look more into that. That is so cool. Yeah, it's, I saw there was like a program where they would let women come into like the the pools and interact with with dolphins. I love that. That would be a blast. Yeah, that's that's it's wild because it's like. Imagine dolphins communicating to the baby that's inside your stomach. That's, that's wild. Well, and I guess because they they communicate through... Sonar, I believe. Yeah, through sonar. And so the baby is in the embryonic fluid. So that, I mean, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, uh, so you, you write the book. Is the book out? The book is out. It just came out uh, two, well, a week ago, really. 
Okay, nice. And it's available on Amazon, and you can look it up. It's Are You Okay by Becca Fro. Nice. And um, is it, do you have you have your own copies and all that? Is it hardcover? How is it? You like the book? I do. I like the book. It's soft cover and it's green, like nature. It has like a nature pattern on it. Nice. So, um, did you design it yourself? I did. I did. And nice. I actually used AI to do oh, wow. graphics in it. Nice. And so there's um, there's a bunch of black and white graphics in the book that are all AI generated because I'm learning to play with all those. So then I would edit and do fun things. And um, that's that's how I do most of my marketing is I'll take um, I'll take AI graphics mm. and then edit them and I'll add animation pieces to them. I use uh, Photo Leap and Video Leap. Those are two oh, really it, amazing apps. Those are the AI apps? Mm-hmm. Photo Leap and which one? Yep, Photo Leap and Video Leap. Okay, nice. That's dope. Yeah, it is. So you pull um, so you pull graphics and Photo Leap, and then you can edit them and then put the clips together in Video Leap, mm. do transitions and things, and create a video. And then the super cool thing, I drive my family crazy with it, um, there's a new app called AI Test Kitchen. AI Test Kitchen, what's this mm-hmm. about? Um, you, it's AI music. So you can say oh. nine, 90s hip hop with a drum beat and it'll pull up two music samples that go with what you're saying. Mm, nice. Yeah, so then I can have little original music with the little videos or... Um, on Facebook and YouTube, you can add popular music. So, like the last one, nice. Last video I just made um, had Dr. Dre beats on it because I was able to, you know, get those from YouTube, and it was a YouTube video. So, um, we, you know, it's within their copyright mm-hmm. stuff. So, nice. Yeah, but yeah, um, copyright yeah, stuff is tricky. Yeah, and right now there's a copyright like the cop like the gray is a gray area with um, AI and all that as far as like music. But I mean, and, and art, actually. Yeah, but it's, um, I mean, it's great to just take advantage of it right now. And then, like, you're just creating graphics and stuff. Like, the beat, I mean, the beats, like, it's not like you're making monetary gain off that. So it's just, like, I guess it's, everything is okay. Well, and what you cannot do in AI Test Kitchen, which I think is good, is you can't say, like, give me Eminem-style music mm, okay. with Aretha Franklin. You can, they will not formulate that for you at all nice yeah it's just genres like um so you could say like um you want seductive 80s music and it'll pull two clips that are mm-hmm. that th- what they think of of seductive 80s music but that actually turns out to be like bad 80s soap opera music which is hilarious and so do you pay for like a membership thing or what is it no uh, no, it's free through Google. The AI test kitchen is, but oh, then wow. Photo Leap and Video Leap, um, you pay for. Mm, so the go okay. So for sure, that Google one is like that AI test kitchen for sure is like has all the green lights mm-hmm. because it's through Google. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it does, and it's just you have to be on a list, and then once you oh. leave, yeah, and then so I got in because I do research. And so I got in under a researcher 
Ooh, not nice. licensed because you're not like a licensed researcher, but um, because I do research for business, I was able to get in. And then there's a new one where it's like um, a notes, AI taking notes and things. I don't know how that works yet. I'm still on the list for that one. Okay. I haven't gained access to it yet, but they're starting to do a lot more. I know, um, <laughs> do you know the artist called Baby No Money? No. Okay. Have you heard of Young Gravy? Yes. Okay. So Young Gravy um, discovered Baby No Money and Baby No Money has this music where Young Gravy is on it. And one of the lyrics is something along the lines of, and Gravy doesn't even know he's on this track because it's AI. Mm. <laughs> but they were able to pull his voice and basically, you know, friends pranking each other. But then he recorded the music. Okay, that's funny. It, it exists. It's just not available to normal people. Mm-hmm. But um, damn, you're hip. You're hip. How the fuck you know more about Young Gravy than me? <laughs> oh, well, Young Gravy will make old ladies slide off their chair. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> He's all, I got to keep it cougar. I'm 41. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But... <laughs> Oh man, Young Gravy is hitting the Cougars. Got the Cougars going crazy right now. Oh, I didn't yeah. even know about that. <laughs> he on some K-pop shit for the white ladies. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> am I? Am I? Am I just like unaware? I I don't know. You know what though? Um, I have to say, so Snoop is back Snoop with is- new music. With new music, there's Method Man. Eminem has new music. My God, it's so good. I can't stop listening to it. Nice. So you're a big hip hop fan. Big hip hop fan. Nice. That's dope. Well, that actually, type of- have you heard that they were able to through AI? Um, actually, well, the the song with Biggie and uh, yeah, Timberland. Yep, yep. Well, and then they did that with Tupac too. They pulled. Um, Tupac lyrics out of AI. Mm. And God, it was so good. Yeah, you like it? I'm a little shy, uh, like a little standoffish on the AI stuff. I don't know why. I just like, uh, like, I'm I'm not even gonna lie, that Drake one that came out, that (laughs) was a slap. I was like, nah, how they did that? Yeah, that was wild. (laughs) Yeah, that was a slap. But, um, I I mean, I guess, like, as long as uh, the artists end up getting some money from it okay why not fuck it make it work yeah. no exactly you know as long as as long as they get paid yeah. that is important because they you know well they have to they're they're the artists and i don't think it's right when you know like legal downloads and things like that but if they can if they can use it to mm-hmm. make fun and interesting new things yeah i, I know that there's a lot of danger with ai but I'm taking it from the fun and experimental view because there's so much scary crap going on in the world. And, you know, there's, well, Russia, North Korea, mm-hmm. and all that stuff that's going on. And if we can just have a little bit of fun and smile a little bit with technology and come out with some wild looking graphics or fun new music, God, you know, we need all of the fun and all of the smiles that we can grab in life. Yeah, definitely. So um, any other stories you want to share with the 
<laughs> well, let's see. I I am full of stories. Let's see. I could. Um, yeah, you could definitely talk. need your own podcast because when you're talking, I'm like, yo, this is wild. Like this, and it's just like arcs. Like you have stories for days. Like we we barely scratch the surface. Like, you gotta like. This is just like wow. I yeah. know. Like, well, thank you. I guess not I not not, not in a bad way though. It's like you live the you live the uh, interesting life. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, we didn't even get into like your whole mom. She was like, "What the fuck?" She was a clown, bro. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, mom, what are you doing? You're everything. <laughs> like, well, she was also a musician. What was she? Well, no, an artist, not a musician. Okay. Yeah. So, did she paint and stuff? Like, do you have any of her paintings? No, no, I don't have any of th- any um, any of her stuff. So. After she, um, after she decided that you know I could be on my own at seventeen, we didn't talk. Oh yeah, we didn't even get into it. Yeah. You didn't talk to her for how long? No, let's see. Um, well, she she came to the hospital when my daughter was born, mm-hmm. and tried to take her from the hospital. Oh my god! Back to her old tricks. What? Back the to fuck? her old tricks. <laughs> What back the fuck? Immediately, immediately back. No. <laughs> Bro, what the fuck? How do you try to steal my child? Oh, my yeah. God. Immediately after. <sighs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so she got cut off after that. That was my limit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, I- and, and that was just her coming back. Like, that was the first time you talked to her since she let let you go. Well, we had a very strained relationship, you know, like she had come to my baby shower and said, well, I got you a car seat because I don't think you're a good enough driver to drive a baby around, <laughs> which, you know, so it was that, yeah. um, you know, that type of relationship. But then after um, she tried to um, take a baby home from yeah. the hospital with her, that was just enough. But what happened? What happened? Like she, she did she legit grab the baby and get up out of there? Yeah. Well, she was she was holding the baby, and then um, I was in the shower, and she just tried to leave with the baby oh. while I was in the shower. No. And yeah. what happened? Who stopped her? Um. So a friend of mine stopped her and a nurse. And they're like, no, 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 you won't be taking this baby home. This baby doesn't belong to you. <laughs> uh, so what, then you just rush out the shower and you're like, mom, what the fuck? Yeah, so I'm like, you're done. You're done. We're all done here. There's no more. And I was just kind of like... So that was the last time you talked to her? Yeah, so, well, we had not spoken. And that would, that was, you know, early 2000s. And then two years ago, mm. my my husband's like, you know... I didn't talk to my mom for a while because my mom screwed some stuff up too. But my mom and I are talking again. You should, I bet your mom has changed now. You should reach back out to her. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, all right. So I'll reach back out to her. She was very excited to hear from me. And I invited Where was she now? Um, so, well, where was she? Is interesting. Yeah, because so I'm she- assuming every time she disappears, she's some, another, in another state. Yeah, so she was back in Colorado. Okay. And um, my senior year, I had, I, I wanted her off my back. So I set her up with our high school chemistry teacher. What the fuck? Play yeah, matchmaker for her? I was like, Mr. McGrail, meet mom. Mom, meet Mr. McGrail, go out to dinner, and leave me alone. <laughs> and, okay. 
So they ended up getting married. What? <laughs> How, why would you put that man through that? I feel so guilty now. <laughs> I was being selfish at the time. And I knew. I knew what I was doing. Because what, you just, you just kind of knew, like, he's a good man. He'll, take, he'll probably take care of my mom. Well, I didn't realize they were going to get married. I just wanted her distracted my senior year. Mm. okay <laughs> i wasn't expecting she, he was gonna marry her um yeah but he did and you know that was wait so she got married to mr mcgraw and kicked you out yeah well they were they weren't married yet but they were um they were talking about getting married and she kicked me out yeah. how could he allow that he's your teacher what the fuck is going on I, well he wasn't yeah he was not happy about it i'm like no it, it's okay like i will go i'm I, i'm done here with her <laughs> this wild. <laughs> so but he wrote me um he wrote me a letter about five years into their marriage and said i understand why you don't speak to your mother <laughs> that was it yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a card <laughs> oh my god i feel like that should be the name of this podcast <laughs> and so she um so I, I invited her to come and to meet Maddox, because Maddox was two at the time. And uh, we got to talking and things. And she said, you know, I, I'm actually moving back to Iowa because I am leaving my husband. Who was a science teacher. Yeah, who was a science teacher. She was with and, him this whole time? Yeah, she was with him the whole time. She told me she was leaving her husband and that um, he was not good to her. And I'm like, I don't know about all that. And that so she came and she stayed for a summer at... Um, so this is two her, years ago. Yep, yep. So right at, after COVID, 2021? Yeah. 2021? So like, yeah okay, yep. so I get it. Like, you're kind of like, ah, oh, the lag on, on, my coming. Uh, stay with us real quick yeah well and so she stayed um with a family member uh you know close by and she was coming over all the time and it was so nice because i got babysitting you know while Mm -hmm. i could do stuff around the house and my husband and i could spend some time together and so it was going really really well and then um one day i got a letter in the mail and it was my mom. She sent me a two-page letter with a hundred-dollar bill, and explained that she had left again. Wow! I'm like, really? What the fuck? So I, I felt what happened was her what husband. The, had what the fuck? She th- like, but hold on. I'm, it, what the, it, does your is your mom like? Does she have dementia or something? Like, why would she leave you two hundred-dollar bills? Does she think you were still a little kid that you need allowance? Like. Hey, I'm leaving. I'm dipping out. Here's 200 bucks to hold you over. Like what? I used it. I'm not gonna turn it down, but it was it was her way of making it okay. Okay. Is it if you, if I just throw money at at a problem, then it'll then it'll all be okay. And so it turned out she had never told her husband that she, she wanted leaving. a divorce. Her husband's like, it's time. I'm, I'm glad that you had time catching up with your daughter, but it's time to come home now. And so. She just again packed up in the middle of the night and took off. Wait, so now hold on. Did this teacher sound a little sketchy down there? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, he went blind in a chemistry experiment. So he like actually in a stray experiment? What the fuck at school? Well, uh after he had when he was teaching out in Colorado, yeah. He uh, I think it was, I think it happened at school. Um, I would assume when he's doing experiments at home. What the fuck? Yep. 
I don't. I don't know what they get up to. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a wild bunch. What the fuck did they get into? I I don't think much. I think I think it probably happened at school. But okay. he had gone. Um, he had gone blind and had from experiments and had um, to have surgeries and things. So like I understand, you know, from his perspective, that yeah, yeah that he needed um, his wife to help him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but the whole the whole lying piece was just wild. Of she had told two different stories, and so in this small little town that I grew up in, people that I hadn't heard from in twenty years were suddenly getting a hold of me and asking questions about my mom. What the fuck? Why? Because she's just running around lying. Well, yeah, because she's just running around, and she's like, "Oh yeah, nope, everything's fine with my husband." And they're like, "Well, why are you here for an extended period of time?" And she just wouldn't tell anybody. <laughs> oh was... wait, so she's just been trying to get away from him this whole time because she doesn't mm-hmm. want to deal with having to take care of him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's within her right, but like, I mean, <laughs> goddamn it, divorce the guy. Don't fucking put him through the stress. He's already blind. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, you know, so after she, after she just took off again, like, all right, that was your last chance. I thought that when you were 65 years old, that you would know how to be an adult and behave, but clearly Mm -hmm. not behave. It's lucky that you didn't try to take Maddox with you. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You know, and so like, you're done. And she goes, well, can I come and can I come and visit for just a few days at a time and I'll fly in and I'll fly out. Like if you show up at my doorstep, I'm taking you immediately to like interventions or therapy or something. That's what I was no. going to say. Have you, has your mom ever been, ever been officially like diagnosed or anything? Uh, no, she stays far away from doctors so that she doesn't get a diagnosis. Mm. Her vitamins, her vitamins are all she needs. What are her vitamins though? Do you know? Um, she takes, let's see, vitamin D and magnesium and the magnesium is for anxiety and the vitamin D is to make her happy, she says. Mm. And that's supposed to just, I'm like that, that's not a cure for mental health. You are clearly having, you know, mental health crises like over a number of years, over decades, really. And... (laughs) You, you but, need some professional help. But so you haven't spoken to her since two, in two years? Yeah, no. Nope, I haven't. I mean, I get it. There's a lot. There's like, it's not like you could just casually chat to you on a pop-up. I can do something. I don't know. There's a lot going on. But ha- have you heard from the husband at least? Ha- no, no. I haven't heard from him either. It's just been silent. I mean, he's blind. I mean, yeah, he's like, ways. Yeah. There's ways, but I mean... Yeah, I know. That's a lot. <laughs> I know it's wild. It's so wild. No, yeah. I bet you were not expecting this when you brought me on, and I said, "Hey, I have stories to share." No, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> I thought we were going to be talking about business the whole time or something. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were going to be bored. I was just going to be plugging stuff. Oh no, hell no! <laughs> I mean, is the, I feel like we always get a different conversation going. I, I just like talking to people, you know. Oh, I, yeah, word. And I, you definitely have a great story and amazing. Uh, like, you, do you have any more that you want to share before we wrap up? <laughs> um, 
Let's see, I can tell you about the time I went to airport jail twice. Airport jail? What the fuck? <laughs> so, and I got put on a federal list. So, do you know what um, what cat eyes are? Cat eyes? The what, like the marbles? No, um, like, um, like brass knuckles, but with two points on the end. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. And it looks, like, it looks like a kitty. <laughs> so, I was on my way to a business trip in Chicago, and... Um, historically, I had not had a good time in Chicago, so I decided to bring a weapon with me. What the fuck were you bringing that? <laughs> I didn't realize that it was illegal, and I didn't realize that I couldn't, you know, like have it on my carry-on. <laughs> Yo. And so, the, um, so I got patted down and everything, and then they found it in my suitcase, and they're like, "What is this?" And I said, "It's a bottle opener." Oh to God. open bottle, <laughs> it did have a bottle opener on it. Yeah, I mean like, that was a good try, though. Like, <laughs> it was, and so straight to airport jail with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how was the experience in it? <laughs> oh, it was fine actually. It was just in this little, um, this little like back room in the airport, and they patted me down and gave me a stern talking to, and I had to have somebody come and pick up my contraband because I couldn't take it to Chicago with me. And um, then they released me. And then I got a letter um, about three weeks later from the FAA that I was on a list. So oh my God. after that, every time I have flown since, I've gotten these check my ID and then I get the full pat down. Like sometimes I offer to tip them <laughs> because no, it's such fuck? a thorough pat down. Damn. Because you were bringing weapons on the fucking plane. So what <laughs> happened the second time that you got locked up? So the second time I was coming back from Canada and I had um, a lot of fudge. I had like $20 worth of um, fudge like fudge cubes. Yeah. Like well, a happy fudges? Maybe. I don't It was from some small, like some small French. Place. Oh, like actual, actual fudge. I'm thinking, but I'm thinking about like cosmic fudge. You get it like oh. some trippy shit. Oh no! See that that would have made sense, but no, no. This was just like regular fudge from one of those French bakeries in Canada. Okay. And well, that apparently to airport people, when it's in your bag, it apparently looks like a clay bomb. What the fuck? So they, because I had a lot of fudge, and so they, those fudge squares, and so mm. they pulled me aside, and I got the full pat down, and they went through everything, and back you were you were already on the list already. I was already on the list, <laughs> and they thought that this time I had brought a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, wait, hold on, what she got? Hold on, no. it's fudge. Grab up real quick. So they didn't believe me that it was fudge. So I sat and I ate all of the fudge in front of them. Wait, you had to eat this shit? I didn't have to eat it. I could have just got, I could have just thrown it away, but I wanted to be petty. Oh, okay. Did, wait, wait, but why, I don't get it. When they found out it was fudge, it's like, why couldn't you just keep it? Well, because they still were like, well, it still is contraband. You're still going to have to throw it away because it still looks in our system like it's an explosive. And they were just being TSA. They were just being, you know, whatever, because I was already on the list. Yeah. And if I wasn't on the list, I'm sure they would have let me go without incident. But because I was on the list. Was there a fine? No, no, there is no fine. So that's good. Okay, that's great. 
<laughs> yeah, that is wild. Yes, I sat and ate um, several. I, I won't admit to how many, but I'll say several fudge squares in front of the TSA, just one at a time. I got all day long, sir. My flight doesn't leave for two hours. We have more fudge. We just sat there and ate fudge in front of them. I mm, know, I know, fudge. your stomach was bubbling though. <laughs> it hurt so bad. I was so sick. <laughs> like, but I made my point. <laughs> No, that's amazing. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So, anything else you want? Could you plug, please? Let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, what's the name? Oh, also, um, all your websites and the, the book, everything. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sunny. So again, my name is Becca Fro. My company is Imagine You Academy. So you can find me on socials. I'm on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, even the new threads, Twitter and Pinterest under Imagine Letter U Academy. And my website is you can go to imagineyouacademy.org or getproductive.org. And you can go to Amazon and check out my book called Are You Okay? Thank you so much. It has been such a blast talking with you. It's been a great chat, honestly. And we definitely need to get you on again. And uh, once you get your podcast jumping and all that, I would love to be on there or whatever. Yes, yes, definitely. I'll have you be one of my first. That'll be fantastic. Thanks, thanks. I appreciate that. But just like that, it's been a great episode. Make sure you send me all your links also so I, I can will. plug them down in the description. But oh, just yeah. like that, guys, it's been a great episode. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Give a review if you can on any of the apps on Apple, Spotify. We're going to be on YouTube shortly. Sorry. I, I might start making... Um, I'm... I'm there's gonna be some announcements soon guys just wait on it but just like that it's been a great episode thank you